Hey everybody, welcome to the No Distance Podcast, where it's all about seeking the Lord who isn't far from any one of us. I am your co-host, Michael Pulliam. And I'm the other co-host, Brittany Pulliam, and together we co-chair the youth ministry at Christ Temple Apostolic Faith Church in Chicago, Illinois. All right. So as you guys can see, we are in a whole nother studio. Different um, location entirely. Just different location, mainly. Uh, so we you know, <laughs> trying out some new stuff, trying to see how it looks. Um let us know in the comments what you guys think mm-hmm. and uh, see if, you know, anybody got a good idea of anything. I'm still working on the whole design, but um, it's looking pretty cool so far. Pretty cool, pretty cool. There's a little more elbow room. A little more elbow room. More stretch. Yep, yep. It, um, our uh, camera guy actually has a table and his chair to, you know. For sure. Actually work at this looking time. Looking all kind of official in a sense. With yeah, yeah. He looked like a DJ back there actually because he keeps holding the headphones to his ear. And he keeps rocking ear. his head like we're <laughs> singing something or not, which we aren't. But he's like, I got this. I got this. And we're like, okay, bro. If you think you got it, cool. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Welcome to the new place. Um, Welcome. Any comments about it, Brittany? Um... I like it. <laughs> Very detailed, right? But I like it. I like the wood paneling in the back. I like the shade of blue on the side. Um, it gives a, a different feel and actually does look pretty good on camera from what I could see. So I do like it. Cool. Cool. What about you, uh, DJ? I know they can't hear you really, but. Uh... Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay, cool, cool. He, he says he loves it. He says, says he, he loves, loves it. it. Awesome. Awesome. So. And it's been like almost two months since we made an episode. and uh, But we've been busy. We've been busy. And what have we been busy doing? A lot. Uh, we'll okay, see. no, I didn't mean, I meant more specifically to get into the icebreaker thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what we've been doing um, recently is get, uh, planning and uh, attending, I guess you say. We attended attending, to. Attending, hosting. Hosting our uh, church youth revival. Annual the- Fall Youth Revival 2023. Three is where we've been from September to now. Yep, pretty much, and just just grinding away at that. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask Brittany, so like for you, how was that grind? How was that? The grind of getting the revival together. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. We've been co-chairing for maybe three years. I probably closed three years in January or something because we started like in the middle of the year, and. It was right after the pandemic we got started and our first job was to pretty much keep these events going that have just always happened. And I can say for sure from experience, each event was a learning experience and a learning curve um, fraught with its own challenges. But we learned how to adjust each time so this year for the revival it was a matter of starting as early as possible like not waiting till the last minute and I want to say we probably got really serious with our start probably early August yeah I would I would say as early as like the end of the national convention late July early August knowing that we were coming to October which is still kind of late honestly but in comparison to other times um we were pretty early and (laughs) so (laughs) so um that and then simplifying everything not trying to do too much I know last year we had kind of a lot going on on the program especially with the Saturday fellowship because we were doing like a 
I can't remember what it's called, but some kind of room. An escape room meets a special kind of challenge, which we couldn't do on Saturday, so we pushed it to Sunday. And then there was, like, the whole thing of having, like, two hours of activity for the kids and no food. So, you know, there was just, there's been something pretty much every year to learn from. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. But um, this time it was different because we had a very different goal. Like, we had something different in mind. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go out to the UIC campus, which is right in our backyard, as our pastor says, and really invite people to come out to the revival. And so that was more where we focused a lot more of our time, making sure that we had a flyer for that, that we had things to hand out, that we had snacks to hand out, and that we actually had boots on the ground to pass out those flyers over the span of like two weeks, three sessions um, just being on the streets, passing out those flyers. And I would say probably one of the biggest differences was our team. I think our team this year was a lot better, phenomenal and present and willing yeah. and a little more seasoned, I would say yeah, like ourselves, but definitely more seasoned than we've had in the past. So the execution turned out really well. We cut out a lot of fat from things. We're like, okay, we really don't need all of this. What's the yep, point of yep. a revival? The point of a revival is to get to God. So let's just chop out everything that's not about getting to God and add everything that is and just leave it at that. So it actually went off really smooth. Yeah, it, it did. It was and, really smooth. I agree with your point about us uh, cutting out a lot of the fat. I think that was like almost the best part. It just seemed like the, the service just went not exactly on faster, but like stayed in a flow of spirituality and nothing was, you know, you can have bumps in the road or not bumps in the road, or speed bumps. There's no speed bumps, no, mm-hmm. no things you have to slow down for and then get over and then try to get back into yeah try to recover from it so i think that played a big part in the uh, success this year for sure what was like the highlight for you of the revival highlight um so sunday morning when uh the the speaker had said uh that we were very good at hospitality i was like i like that (laughs) i like that uh for those who don't know exactly what that means hospitality uh, is that though we know how to treat people and spend money on them basically but <laughs> i mean that is kind of yeah that's basically how it goes kind of mostly and making yourself available to them yeah for making sure. yourself available being kind not just you know i guess leaving them hanging in a sense you know if they come mm-hmm. to your town you gotta do the best you know show them around especially you know as much, with much time as you have yep because we didn't have a whole lot of time but anyways all of the services from the fall revival are on youtube Look, search for Christ Temple Apostolic Faith Church, and it's a black and gold logo at this time. That's like all I can really say is how you can find it because I don't know the rest of the SEO for that specifically. But annual fall revival, youth revival, you search those up, and you should be able to go back and see all of the speakers and the services from just this past weekend and let the Lord bless you through that. I will say that a highlight for me was one thing we did different on the program. And that was instead of going right into service, going right into the services, we had 15 minutes of prayer opening up the service. And um, that was a highlight for me. It was different, but also it helped me out um, personally. I think it helped set a good tone for the service, you know, for the individuals who were there on time to realize that, you know, we're not. We weren't really playing with the services. We were not trying to entertain people, but we really wanted to create a space where you could get from God and give to God and like open yourself up. And so I really 
really enjoyed that. And it was different, I think, than we've ever had before because we had music playing. Um, yeah. And the yeah. stream was started and the stream said, like, we're praying at the altar for 15 minutes and you'll see the service, you know, after that. So I thought that was really nice as something different, but also something purposeful, which I really liked. Yeah. It, no, it, prayer always works. So prayer <laughs> always. Um, but we wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about the theme from the revival and pull that into a little bit of a conversation just for a few minutes here. So the theme for the revival was how will you respond and was coming out of Acts chapter 17 verses oh, 16 uh, and 23. Yeah, 16 and 23. And um, you'll see in the videos most of the speakers go through what's happening. Like they give the context of those scriptures. Paul is in Athens. There's idols everywhere. And there's one altar that's inscribed to the unknown God. Um, and Paul is like, okay, you guys are really superstitious because you've got an idol for everything. And you're like, in case we miss something, we've got a, we've got an altar built for whatever God we missed. He's like, you guys yep. are so superstitious. But let me break down who this unknown God is because there isn't an altar to the true and living God. And there isn't an altar to Jesus Christ. So I was kind of thinking further down into that text. Okay. Um, Paul is kind of wrapping up his sermon. And so it's in verse 30. Um, Paul says, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man who he had ordained whereof and given assurance unto all men in that he raised that man from the dead and that being Jesus Christ. Amen. But I'm kind of just thinking about, you know, ignorance and bliss. We yeah. hear that we hear the term ignorance is bliss, ignorance is bliss. And so I'm like, okay, but yeah, like what exactly does that mean? When you hear the term ignorance is bliss, what does that mean? Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, so say like if you wasn't a person, that like watched like regular news mm-hmm. or you didn't care like what was going on in the world since you are ignorant of it. So that's what the definition of ignorance is. You just don't know. You mm-hmm. have no idea. Um, it is therefore it's bliss. So everything's okay in a sense. Like it's basically saying like if you didn't know your arm was cut off and you didn't feel it, well, who cares? If your arm was cut off. You can't feel it. <laughs> it's an extreme example. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's extreme, but that that's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's what ignorance is bliss is to me. It's like if I don't know, um, I ain't gotta really think about it. I ain't gotta really um, listen to the rules of of it and stuff. Like, like it's like saying if somebody didn't know the rules of the road or the laws of the of the road, then um, they can just literally go around flying in the car, never considering the repercussions because they don't know there are any. And what about the part where it says is bliss? Like, what do you think of bliss? Uh, bliss is just, I think it's close to happiness or mm, extreme happiness. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm trying to think what's past that. Just extreme. Uh, I don't think in Western culture we have anything beyond happiness. Um, super euphoric? I don't know. I can't think of it. But yeah. Basically. So I went in online. I kind of looked up, you know. Let Wikipedia do some of its job a little bit. <laughs> and bliss is a state of happiness that you find while you're oblivious, basically. So it's a state of happiness in oblivion. And oblivion is 
not paying attention to your surroundings. Wow. So bliss comes from oblivion. Bliss kind of, like it doesn't it doesn't really say in the etymology that it's related, but I mean oblivion and bliss it seems like somebody could make it up in wikipedia and say that bliss is a derivative of the word oblivion after you know so many generations yeah i mean it's out it's i could probably make a really good argument <laughs> but <laughs> um but yeah so bliss is you know just this state of extreme happiness and joy because you're oblivious okay. to your surroundings and then ignorance um is you don't know but also is it comes up. I'm not sure if it's all the way together, but the root word that comes up for ignorance is to ignore. Oh. It's to ignore. So for ignorance to be bliss is like it's almost like saying, yeah, they're synonyms because you get this extreme happiness from being oblivious to your surroundings. And ignorance is ignoring your surroundings and ignoring what's going on, ignoring what's right there in front of you. That's crazy. Ain't that crazy? So just because, so basically, it was just ignoring that fact that there could have been a name to this unknown guy. Mm -hmm. Potentially, but they were happy in just what they gave the unknown God. We built you an altar. That's enough, you know. So they just ignored the rest, ignored trying to find out who the other God is, and now they're in this state of bliss and happiness. These individuals, you know, they made a happy place for themselves. And I think we do the same thing today. We do. We definitely do the same thing today. How many people really go searching out knowledge and information? And it's funny that the problem that always gets, like, the attention is that there's too much information out there. Too much false information. There's, no, it's too much information, even that's true. We just get this narrative that if you try to go find out what's true or interesting, you're going to get overwhelmed with facts, figures, and false. Facts, figures, and false. I and like false. That. Like you'll you'll get facts, figures, and false. Okay. No, I was making sure I repeated it. The wizard, the wonderful. <laughs> I was making sure I repeated it because I couldn't hear myself, so I was making sure. No, you're good. Yeah. But yeah, so I think we do the same thing. We don't want to, we just stay in our state of happiness by not going to find out what it means. Do you think it has something to do with fear at all? Like, afraid okay, of what we're going to find out? Not exactly. I guess, yes, but like, more afraid of the, the repercussions of finding out. Like, like for me, I think um, if I find out that there are rules and these rules have consequences, I'd rather not just know knowing about the rules in a sense. Because now I have, mm -hmm. to, I have to abide by these rules because there are consequences. Oh, for sure. Um, if you grew up with strict parents, there was this thing where it's like you didn't want to ask your mom if you could have a snack because she might say no. So you'd rather just go get the snack, mm -hmm. you know. And then if she says you weren't supposed to have it, at least you're satisfied already. And so, you know, you're good not getting seconds or thirds because we'll take But, you know, it's like, I didn't disobey you by getting this because I technically didn't know that you didn't want me to have it mm -hmm. because I didn't ask. Exactly. That kind of ignorance is bliss situation. It's unfortunate. And they really can't get you for it. Well, I think okay. my mama figured out how to get us for it a couple of times. I mean, just, just times. being honest, yeah. you know. But I mean, like. I guess, yeah, you can't really just say all the time, well, I just didn't know I couldn't kill a person. Like, well, I didn't know it was against the law. 
Like somebody once, I feel like it might have been our brother. Somebody was talking about, you know, I didn't know that you're not, when you're driving, you can't cut through a corner parking lot to get around the light. You know, like if there's a gas station on the corner and you want to make a right-hand turn, but there's like three cars in front of you and the light is red and they're not turning. So you like go into the gas station yeah. and just go out the other side of the parking yeah. lot. I feel like some people don't know that's illegal, which it is. It's dangerous to do that. And um, But, you know, it's just kind of like that living in oblivion. <laughs> and you're happy because because you don't know better. You do whatever you want. Yep. Yep. And it's nice to just be able to do whatever you want. And nobody likes being inconvenient. So that's the other thing. Not at all. And sometimes information is very inconvenient. Mm-hmm. It's very inconvenient to like know what's what you're doing or to know that you're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But the scripture says the time of ignorance, God winked at or to say he. I see Western civilization, like Western culture winking. I don't know what Paul in Athens was doing, you know, 2000 or so years ago i have no idea what winking means some translations kind of leave it as you know he just kind of batted his eyes to it or ignored it or you know waved it off blinked at it closes like i don't even know what equivalent that is right right right. i mean it might have even been like an eye roll like okay you know just kind of like letting it slide but i think that's the main thing is like god let it slide Mm -hmm. the time time. for you guys being ignorant god being ignorant god let it slide for a while um but now he's calling all men to repent now he's calling all men to change now he's calling all men to get some information to have some knowledge and make decisions based on that knowledge exactly it's not going to fly in the final judgment that you didn't know, right. especially not now. Cause there's way too much information out here. Right. you got podcasts, TV shows, movies, churches on every other corner or every corner or three to a block in yeah. some States, <laughs> you know, you got people coming to your door. Like there's so much information. There's no way in this age that you don't know about Jesus unless you were, purposefully ignoring it purposefully turning your head away and not learning and not finding out what was going on and it um it matches what paul says even earlier in the sermon where he talks about god is now close that if you just reach out to touch him mm-hmm. by happens you'll you'll find him by happens like just, by just chance. By, kind of by chance like he's close enough where if you reach out for him you'll probably feel him that's crazy. He's just like, yeah, just like basically just saying, just try and you should be able to reach him. Pretty much. Just try. Just try. Just try. Try it out. See, you know, you might, you just might find out that he's that, right there. That's why he had to correct him. Like, you guys are, okay, let me tell you about who you're really looking for. Mm-hmm. And this is what he's about. And they, some of them probably didn't want to hear that, though. It's no, like, oh, didn't. man, I got to live like this and do that and do this. I mean, yeah. You do. <laughs> they didn't want they were not they didn't want to hear a Jew come into their city talking about and because of your sins God had to send his son and his son was crucified and it's your fault. And they're like, We're not even Jewish. What are you talking about? We didn't kill nobody. They're not even Jewish. We have nothing to do with Israel. Nothing. I mean, taxing them. But like otherwise we ain't got nothing to do with them. What you mean we killed your holy man? This has nothing to do with us, but it did. And so I guess, you know, 
really quickly before we wrap it up. So these individuals, Paul came to them and gave this sermon about if you reach after God and about Jesus Christ being sent um, as God's propitiation for us, right? And but here's the thing. The Athenians did not ask Paul to come. Nope. Left to themselves, they would have continued in their ignorance. Yeah. Left to themselves, they would have continued not knowing. They would have continued in their blissful oblivion about the true and living God. So what does that say to the believer about our role in the midst of ignorant people? in the midst of people who are living a blissful life because they don't know the truth. We got to stand up and say something. We got to stand up and say something. Um, a child, I remember, I remember adults used to always say this to me. They'd be like, you don't know what you don't know. As in to say, there are things that you don't know and you don't know that you don't know them. Right. It's one thing to like not know how to do taxes. It's another thing to not know that there's different tax brackets and not know which bracket you fall in, but you don't even know that there's a such thing as a tax structure. Shoot, you don't even know there's taxes. Exactly. Like you don't know what you don't know. It's like two layers of what you don't know. I think a lot of people have a beginning understanding and a beginning knowledge of God. We're like, okay, I know I, I know that I don't know about apostolic Pentecostalism. And therefore you also don't know, you know, several other things, mm-hmm. but like everybody has to know what a Christian at least that Christian is related to Jesus Christ to some extent. And then from there you could search it out. But I think for some people, they're not going to search it out. They're going to try all kinds of other different things. And it's going to be left to the believers who come into their life to really introduce them to a God that they're ignoring Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of giving homage to paying homage to, but like mostly ignoring like the people who say, you know, I give honor and thanks to God. Okay. But which God are you talking about? (laughs) I just mean God in a general sense. Guess what? If you mean girl in a general sense, I am not paying your bill. If Mm -hmm. I offer to pay your bill and you're like, I just mean girl in a general sense. I'm like, okay, put that on the paycheck and it ain't coming out my bank account. Mm -hmm. You really got to be specific. (laughs) You do. You got to be specific. So God's not, He's, he's not willing to be unknown anymore. He doesn't want to be the unknown God in your life. He wants you to actually reach out and try to find him, to pray, to, to try you. him out. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. He's not trying to be unknown forever. So take the label off that and make a point of getting to know Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Because he's not that far from any one of us anyway. Anyway. Not far. Like this close. Like right there. Right there. Like right there. Right there right there literally literally <laughs> okay that was awesome baby good job yay jesus <laughs> so tired i am y'all but it's okay it's we okay. got the victory um how do we end this uh so hey thank you all for watching um don't forget to watch us on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, and a few others um i was about to say are we somewhere else now that I no, no no i mean oh, okay. a few others uh you know uh don't forget to uh, join us on our Patreon at Patreon forward slash No Distance Podcast. Um, we could use any type of contribution. If you just want to give a one-time thing, you can always send it to Christ Temple Apostolic Faith Church at yes. 14 South Ashton Avenue, 
We accept all monetary donations. All monetary donations. Uh, As please, you can see, it costs money. Please visit us at yeah, Christ Temple. If you need to get baptized, you just want to know the plan of salvation. Want to hang um, out with some Christians. Hang out with some Christians. Um, am I missing anything? And you can also message us on Instagram. At Symbol No Distance Podcast. Reach out to us and we'll be praying for you. In Jesus' name. That's all I, that's all I think I got. And go back and watch the services for the revival. It'll yes. bless you. Three of them on YouTube. It'll bless Friday you. Friday night, two on Sunday. That's, yep, that's three. October 13th, 13th and, and then 15th. October 15th. All right. All right. And now there should be music playing. Dun, 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 dun. I ain't see him singing, though. You always sing. No, I don't. Elijah wants to do it. Come on, Elijah. Sing us out. <laughs> it's okay. You get you get like some out and then we're good. Yeah, just like scooch it. Yeah. I love the song. <laughs>